what's going on? You know, I hear the banjos. What what a great first time to hear the banjos for golf in 2023. What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate 75. I'm a high-limit DFS player who did not win a ticket into the Fantasy Golf World Championship today, but it wasn't for lack of trying. It was because a little hobbit forgot how to hit approach shots on 16. You little mother father. But it's all right. We have fun. I am here to help you not suck so bad at PGA DFS because if you don't know, this shit be hard and you're making a lot of mistakes. And that's what that show is here for is to help you not make all those mistakes and maybe give you a thought or two about how to get better at it. But you need to know this now because if you're waiting for me to give you a pick, click the fuck off right now because it ain't going to happen, big guy. But if you want to know how to fish for yourself, this is the place to be. If you like me, this is the last week of my schedule. If you if you like the cut of my jib, come check me out. This will be the last week of this one, and then it's all golf, you motherfuckers. because I don't know if I'm doing NFL content. I think I'll just do that for my Discord. So that is it. What you need to do is you need to hang around till the end of the video where I will tell you the guys who are the best round three scores at Showdown, something you can only get if you pay for certain sites, okay? I'm not. I, I'm, I'm going to make you wait till the end because if I do it now, you'll fucking leave. So stay around, you motherfucker. We're going to start. We always start because if you don't know, you need to know. It's contest selection. All right. So here we go. I'm a little, I'm kind of proud of, of my buddies over at DK, which by the way, special tournament. My host told me there's a special tournament coming out next week that is going to be a format I have been requesting for months. And he said they're going to try it out next week at the Sony. So we're going to be filling that shit, you motherfathers. But DK did a really nice job giving us a great round two contest. But here we are in round three where there's a lot more interest. It's Saturday. It's, it's you know, moving day, so to speak. And there's usually more interest, but they kept the prize the same, right? Especially after how quick the uh, the round two showdown filled today. I was really hoping they would put out like a 150 or something uh, 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 contest here, pitch and putt. But they didn't. But at least it's not the worst, right? It's $100,000, $25,000 up top, which is nothing to shake your head at. It is 25% of first, which is the maximum that I like to play. Uh, too much does go to first, not enough to second, not enough to tenth. But you know what? You kind of get it's showdown, right? Until until they realize us sweaty tryhards are a big enough community, they're not going to give us the good payout structure we want. Should you play in this tournament? Here's the answer. I'll make it real simple. If you play any less than 25 lineups in this, you do not have my blessing. You need to put at least 25 lineups in this, or you're just going to get out leveraged by sharks. Okay, that's the real answer. You know, if you want, if you if you're really playing two or three hundred dollars in lineups, don't go toss. You know, ten lineups in this bad boy. Go play in a hundred dollar single entry. Go play in a two hundred dollar single entry. Go play in this forty four dollar cl club twirl. Right? These are much better tournaments. Okay. Hell, even the five fifty five. Wait, what the fuck is this? I don't need. Okay. Oh no, it's a rainmakers. Scrap that. Don't play in the five fifty five. Get get. Hey, get the fuck out of here. All right, we're not playing in that. So those are your tournaments, but I would tell you, really encourage this. First of all, if you're a real high roller, you might want to come join me. They're doing they're giving away another ticket tomorrow, but instead of $1,000, it's $2,000. If I make a lineup tonight and I like, I'll, I'll get my sweaty ass back in there. But I'm telling you, something you really want to consider is showdown cash, because you'll be amazed how many of these donkey dicks think that an optimal lineup is simply playing six guys who did well the round before, which is literally the most unoptimal thing I've ever heard. So get in there and take advantage of these dipshits that just go think that because somebody played good the round before, they're magically going to play round a good the, the next round i mean literally just go look at round two versus round uh round one versus round two how many of those guys carried over the success like three of them so for the three that carried it over what about the nine that didn't because it's really hard to have 75 80 90 percentile outcomes of scores two rounds in a row so get in cash take advantage of these dipshits trust me on this one all right, moving on. Hey, did you know I had a badass show I put out today? You better go watch it. PGA Season Preview. Look at all those guests I have on there. DB and Tambo and Pat and, and 925 and uh, uh, Luke, Jason, Brian, all my homies. We talked, we breaking down the PGA season. If that doesn't get you ready for 2023 PGA, I don't know what the fuck will, okay? I don't know what the hell will. 
So go watch it. Go watch it. Give me a thumbs up while you're over there, you mother father. Hey, while you're here, why don't you go give this video a like and a sub? Because we're pushing hard to 3,000. The big guy wouldn't mind it. But let's get to what always matters at Showdown. Maybe more than anything. Because in a single round, it is a lot easier to protect the wind. If you don't know, Windfinder will not do super forecast for Hawaii. And I'm not sure why. I have no fucking idea why. I guess Hawaii, like they're like, we don't do it by out here, man. We're like too busy surfing and eating fish and shit. So, I guess that's what you get when you get the island boys over there running the super forecast, right? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I don't know. So, I don't even really want to look at it. Like, what, what can you tell when you're talking about three-hour chunks? We're going to assume, because literally they're finishing the 18th hole right now. Morikawa's on 18 right now as I'm recording this. So, we don't even know the tee times for tomorrow. But I'm going to assume it's been like the last two days, which will go off at 1.30 central time zone, a.k.a. the Lord's time zone. And we're just going to work under that assumption that they'll be going off around that time. Maybe they'll go off a little earlier tomorrow so they don't have to compete against football. But they can't go off too early because, you know, they have to have the fucking sun up in Hawaii to play. So over here at Willy Weather, you can see it's a lot like we saw today. It's going to peak at about 15 miles an hour, which is exactly what it peaked out today. It actually ended up getting up to about 20 miles an hour today. So old Mr. Forecast wasn't so good today, was he? Oh, Willy, Willy, Willy Weather. Uh, and then it, ta it tapers off a little bit in the afternoon. Okay. Let's go ahead and check the Weather Channel. A wise man once told me, hey, go check the Weather Channel. I've heard they do weather. I said, shut up, old man. You're stupid. What do they got? It, 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 we're assuming they go off at 9. It's going to get the freshest around 1 o'clock, which I imagine will be right before the leaders go off. And then it kind of tapers down in the afternoon. So let's go take a look at what they did today and see if that wind played any difference on how people played. The first thing I want you to notice is right here. Yesterday's round played a cool 4.77 shots under par. They roasted this course. But today the course had the only protection it's ever going to have, and that's just a little bit of coastal winds. And those little bit of coastal winds, what did it do to the players? Oh, shit. Almost two full shots lower today, right? So knowing that, that kind of makes it, uh, you know, that, that, that tells us a little bit about what we should expect tomorrow. I think you're going to see scores tomorrow probably closer to this minus three range than we saw in round one with that minus almost five range, right? So for all of you prize picks bros out there, I think this is something you're going to want to consider, right? If anything, I would probably be taking the unders on birdies and definitely the overs on strokes if they're putting out stupid numbers like 67 and stuff because I, I i think a six under round tomorrow because you gotta remember this is a par 73 so a six under round tomorrow is going to be fucking epic okay you got to factor that into your decisions but i think there's a little bit more to tell look at day one that the, the morning and afternoon splits were nearly even but let's go look at today oh damn almost three quarters of a shot difference between the morning and the afternoon the afternoon guys had the better of it. Now, you would be a fool not to acknowledge that the guys who went off in the afternoon were all the leaders. So we can make one assumption that the leaders are probably playing better than the guys that went off early. That certainly accounts for some of it, right? Some of these guys that went off in the morning are guys that just fucking quit, right? They're like, I don't give a shit. I'm just here to, you know, go surf and hang out and, you know, eat some fucking fish tacos and stuff. However, you know, and you also got to factor in it's a smaller field. So because it's a smaller field, one or two players mailing it in really kills the average for the entire morning or the entire afternoon wave. However, it did seem to be, at least if nothing else, it didn't see the weather did not seem to affect the afternoon guys, even though we thought they might have the stronger gust. And look at what we just saw over here over Willie Weather. It looks like the strongest gusts were happening right when the leaders were out on the course. So what am I drawing from this? I'm drawing that going off late tomorrow is no, uh, it, it, it's not going to affect you, right? I, yes, they might have some stronger wins, but it doesn't seem like that affected scoring, and that's all we really care about, right? So ultimately, what am I playing on the win tomorrow? I'm not playing a wind edge. I'm not going to play all guys going out early, and I'm sure as shit not going to play all the guys going out late because we know they'll be highly owned because everybody thinks, 
They've played well through two rounds, so they're going to play good tomorrow. Okay, dipshit. If that's what you think, go ahead. And they will. They will. They'll play well. You go play them. You're a champion, but you don't let anybody tell you any different. The reason you're not winning is just bad luck. It has nothing to do with your process. Trust me. All right, moving on. You know, it's late, 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 late Friday night. Shit, the round's not even over. I got to wake up tomorrow to do NFL football. I got, I got shit to do. I got a life. And you know what? What am I going to make my lineup? So let me tell you. I'm going to go right over here to the solver, and I'm going to use the best optimizer out there per dollar you will find out there. This is the I – only, I only have three partnerships. I'll only partner with people I use. I get tons of offers, but I will only partner with people I use. And I use the solver, and I will be using it if you go there. It will have my ownership and my projections uploaded, and then you can go make your own player pool with your picks, people that you like, and this will optimize your lineups because there's nothing worse than when you make a player pool. Let's say you have a 15-person player pool and you want to make 25 lineups, and you go make it, and you had the right players. You just didn't have them in the right nuts lineup, right? Well, an optimizer is going to dramatically increase your chances because it's going to take the most optimal plays and put them in those lineups and give you the 25 best lineups as opposed to you just simply making lineups by pulling them out of your ass from your player pool, right? If you want to go check it out, and most importantly, you want to get my projections and my ownership, which is the best in the business, you got to go to my landing page. It will be in the description of this video. If you don't see that showdown hoedown symbol, you don't sign up, okay? But if you want $25 a month for an optimizer, most of these things are like 125 bucks a month. So go check it out. Use my landing page, and then you will automatically be signed up, and you will get my projections and everything, and you'll be able to go make your lineups, and it will now take you 10 minutes to go make 30 lineups as opposed to four hours okay that is the goal all right let's get to some guys that might be some good plays let's hit refresh let's see if these sweaty tryhards are done yet we're gonna look mainly at round two okay the first thing i always like to look at at round two is well this is the easiest one who played the best today luke list shot minus eight and you're thinking luke list shot 3.6 on putting that's like that would never happen well it could right because in round one here's old luke to list let's go check out luke d listies where you at stupid luke Stupid Luke, I, I want to teach you a lesson. Luke List lost 2.24 strokes putting in the first round. And I will be the first to tell you, Luke List fucking sucks at putting. He's actually the worst adjusted putter in this entire field. I know because I have to know it from my Rosetta Stone. However, he ain't that bad. He ain't 2.24 below average, right? So if he would have just putted average today, we should have expected him to pick up almost two strokes, between one and a half and two strokes today. Now, did we get a bonus of him picking up a full... Um, uh, 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 what was it? 3.6. Yeah, that's pretty lucky, right? But even if he didn't pick up those strokes and he just putted average day, he still would have shot somewhere between a minus four and a minus five. The hot putter is just what got him to astronomical minus eight though, right? Now, what I find most concerning about Luke List is he doesn't putt like that. That would be a bit of an, you know, an anomaly, and I wouldn't count on that happening again. Plus, he'll probably be highly owned because people say, oh, Luke List played good yesterday. He'll definitely play good against tomorrow because they're morons, and you just let them go play Luke List. The Luke List had a 95 percentile outcome today, meaning that if he played this round 20 times, this would have probably been the best you would ever expect him to perform in those 20 rounds. So if you want to bet that he does that again tomorrow, you go right on ahead. I'm okay fading that because I know Luke List will probably regress to the mean, and that means he'll probably shoot a minus one tomorrow. Colin Morikawa played a 95% or probably a 90 percentile round in round one, and then what did he do? He turned around and played a 90 percentile round in round two. Damn it, Colin, you little delicate flower bitch. Uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? He looks great. At some point, this is what I'll say. When you are fading guys that are coming off great rounds, like why I'm fading Luke List tomorrow, why I faded JJ Spawn today, guys like that, why do I fade them? Bad players or even average players really struggle to have two great rounds in a row. 
The one exception to this is great players can string two or three great rounds in a row together, and it's not that weird. So Morikawa doing great two rounds in a row, a little surprising because, let's face it, he's a flaky bitch. But he is an elite-level talent. When he's on, it can happen. Scotty Scheffler stringing two great rounds together in a row, not a surprise at all. If John Rahm would have played well today, not a surprise at all, right? So when I start listing off guys that I'm absolutely not playing, I absolutely just start marking off guys like Luke List. Colin Morikawa, Jordan Spieth, J.J. Spawn, guys coming off really good rounds today, Corey Connors. I'm not going to play any guys that had really good rounds today unless they are an elite, world-class talent that I know has the game to do it two days in a row. So out of all these guys today that shot minus five or better, literally the only one that I would personally be considering tomorrow would be Scotty Scheffler. You can't do that. All the, they're not. They're the guys playing the best. Okay, you go make your own picks. I don't give a shit who you play. I'm walking you through what I do and why I do it. Take as much or as little love as you want. I don't give a shit. So, from there, that's the most basic. The next thing I like to do is, who played the fucking shittiest today? Okay? Chad Ramey played the shittiest. Well, that's because Chad Ramey's the shittiest player in this field. I wouldn't play him uh, in your lineups. That's how bad he is, Okay. Sam Burns, I thought might bounce back today, but Sam Burns said, hey, uh, hey, DJ, I got an idea. How about instead of trying, I just fucking quit? <laughs> Good work, Sam. You did it, brother. Okay, this happens a lot. Sometimes these guys, they go on vacation. There's nothing riding on this tournament. If they don't get off to a hot start, they just mail it the fuck in. And I'm pretty sure that's where Sam Burns is. Maybe he'll go shoot a random 63 tomorrow, but like, he just seems like the guy that's mailed it in. If you played McKenzie Hughes today coming off that minus seven in round one where he had a shamrock shoved up his ass, shame on you. What are you doing? What are you doing? You think McKenzie Hughes is going to do that two rounds in a row? These are the kind of guys I'm talking about who had monster first rounds, and they're just not going to keep it up. They're not going to keep it up. So uh, McKenzie Hughes, regress to the mean. Scott Stallings, regress to the mean. Tom Hoagie, regress to the mean. Ryan Brim, regress to the mean. If you don't know what I'm saying when I say regress to the means, that means the results regress. That means come down to the mean, which means the average. That means they reduce back to where they should be and not the fucking shamrock round they had in round one. you got to stop thinking of showdown as, oh, uh, he's playing good. He's going to keep it up and start thinking about that guy played out of his mind today. He will regress to the mean. And when you start thinking about like that, it will get you on completely different players at, at, at showdown. And not only are those players guys more likely that will go up, more importantly, they're going to be the lowest owned guys and that's what you want and that's what you need to take down gpps so who are some guys that play bad today that i'm not afraid to go back tomorrow i mean if you don't see that sung jm picking up two strokes on approach today and two days in a row just shitting away around the greens and i'm putting i don't know what to tell you okay he's donkey jog if sung jm doesn't roast this course tomorrow i will run a marathon backwards okay there you go there that's the one guy i'm playing you mother fathers other guys victor hovland just killed himself around the green, did nothing with a putter, did not have a great round, but I will tell you this. He did sneaky save it at the end. I think he picked up four four birdies coming in his last seven or something like that. Uh, really, the, ro the, the round was getting away from him, and he really saved it. I love guys like that. John Rahm played out of his mind. He said, you got to play John Rahm. He could never do bad. Or he could. Okay? This is what I'm talking about. And showdown. You've got to get out of your mind. He could never do bad. Yes, he can. Everybody can do round in a single round of golf. It's 18 holes. In 18 holes, it just takes three bad shots, and your round is off the fucking rails, brother. So you've got to stop thinking that anybody is a sure thing in showdown. Embrace the chaos. Em embrace the variance and live for it. That's what you got to do to be successful at showdown. Tom Hoagie, he was so good in round one. I told you, man. I had a feeling about old Tom Hoagie. He wasn't very good today, was he? Bob, get out of here. Get out of here. Billy Horschel bounced back a little bit today. 
Aaron Wise, actually. Aaron Wise looked pretty shitty for a long time. Aaron Wise might be a really good candidate tomorrow because look at that tee to green, shitty putting. All right, the next thing I like to look at, I think the single most important stat when it comes to showdown scoring is approach. So who are some guys that just absolutely roasted it with approach today? Hogles. Tom Hogles. Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler is just on fire. He, he might just go minus 30 this tournament. You, this is why you got to consider, consider Scotty Scheffler because even though it's coming off two great rounds, he literally looks like a man on fire right now. Like, he looks unbelievable, okay? And so because of that, you do have to ask yourself, is he just going to boat race this whole damn tournament? And that's a legitimate question that needs to be asked because 2.5 on approach with as good as he is at everything else, he might just go shoot minus 10 tomorrow and this shit's over. Okay, that is a real thing that could happen. So if you're auto-marking out Scotty Scheffler because he's coming off of two good rounds, you're not listening to what I'm saying. Great players have it in them to go two, three, or even four rounds in a row of just dominant scoring. Tom Kim, look at that approach, and he killed himself with a putter today. I like some Tommy. Russell Henley had great approach, but poor putting. But this is what you got to be afraid of. That's kind of what we expect from him. He is a world-class iron player and kind of always shoots himself in the dick with his putter. Sup, Straka really bounced back today with the irons. And what's crazy is if he didn't give away almost three full strokes off the tee, he could have had an elite round today, right? So those are the little things I'm looking for. Who are some other guys? Sung Jay with that approach. Adam Scott had really good approach, but Adam Scott is coming off of a great round. I will say this. Adam Scott had a really good round, but he could have had a tremendous round if he just didn't putt like an asshole. The next thing I want to look at is putting. Because the two things that lead to good scoring and showdown is A, approach and be putter what i really want to see is guys who were good with the approach and good with a putter because if that if there's anything that equals scoring and showdown it's those two things and people being good with a putter isn't necessarily bad right because guys get hot putters they tend to stay hot right that's why colin morikawa shot so well today great on approach still rolling the rock well okay you go down here you see jj spawn still great on approach still putting well right these 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 don't scare me but what you can really do is when you find those guys that, that have great approach and are traditionally good putters, right? Like, let's go find somebody. Um, Sung Jae is just a perfect example. Sung Jae is a really good putter, okay? If he is going to keep approaches like this, you've got to just know that he's just a round away from going nuclear, right? That's kind of what I want to see. Yes, Adam Scott had great approach, but he's always a shitty putter. Russell Henley had great approach, but he's always a shitty putter. Tom Hoagie had great approach, but he's always a shitty putter. But you know who's not a shitty putter? Sung Jaim. That's who. That's who, you mother father. So that is why I'm warm to guys like that. The last thing I want to look at is two things. I like to go see who really shitted away around the, around the greens. Because if you're having a great ball striking round, a lot of times around the greens will matter very, very little in your round. Literally, it could matter not at all other than trying to get up and down on some par fives. So who are some guys that really shitted away around the greens today that overall had good rounds? Keegan Bradley. Cam Young, although I got to say, I don't love his approach. Here's one. I, oh, once again, Sung Jay. My God, Sung Jay. Little Hobbit himself, Brian Harmon. Great ball striking. Forgot how to chip. I watched him chip. It was horrendous. Uh, he was in my, he was in my uh, Fantasy Golf World Championship lineup. I was the only person in that tournament that played him today. I was the only one that played the Hobbit. What is the world becoming? All right. From there, we... Uh, uh, let's see. Anybody else? Tom Hoagie shit around the way around the greens. That's not surprising. Billy Ho shit around away around the greens, and he's actually a decent around the greens player. So if he gets his driver figured out, Billy Ho could be a sneaky play tomorrow. If you're playing in a big field GPP and you auto mark out Billy Ho, I think you're I think you're doing yourself a disservice. I'm not telling you to play him, but I'm at least telling you to consider him. And the last one is people that really killed themselves around the green. 
excuse me, off the tee. Because that could have just been one shot OB, right? One shot OB is almost like losing two full strokes, okay? That's what it basically comes down to. So Mackenzie Hughes just killed himself off the tee today. If he didn't lose three strokes, he actually would have had an underround par in theory, right? Sepp Strzok had killed himself off the tee. But what I just can't get over is how nice that approach was today. Billy Horschel killed himself off the tee. Justin Thomas, matter of fact, should have had a really shitty round, but really saved himself around the green and putting. Oh, lost, lost the mic. I got to replace this stand. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, hey, I'm not going to stand for this. Thank you. Uh, any, any others? Let's see. Ooh, ooh. So of course, Sungjae. Sungjae is just everything I want in a player. If I don't play Sungjae in 100% of my lineups, I don't even know what I'm doing at Showdown anymore. Russell Henley, once again, Russell Henley's very good off the tee. So the fact that he was negative today, if he gets that going, his ball striking could be so good, he could still lose 1.5 putting tomorrow, and he'll be just fine. All right, there you go. I've kind of walked you through the process of some things you should be looking for. By the way, I'm just over here at Data Golf. All their content is for you. Just simply go over there to in-tournament results, and you can go see all this for yourself. This isn't locked behind a paywall, okay? But what you really need to know, what you should really know, is the big guy's got a website! I got a website. Well, it'll be up It'll be up Sunday, but it's coming. Look at that bad boy. That's me. I got a website. No longer a Patreon little loser bitch. That's me with a real website. But if you want to get there sooner, you can. Just reach out to me or the editor. We're still signing up people up through Stripe, and you can actually still sign up through Patreon and get over there. Why should you come over to my to, 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 to the to the DGEN 75 team? It's very simple. Number one, we learn how to play the game. We learn the process, and I'll never give you a single fucking pick. If you want picks, you go over to the tout sites. You go pay some asshole. The promise is nothing but winners, brother. I don't do that shit. Okay, if you want that, get the fuck out of here. Number two. It's the best damn community you'll ever meet. We're not toxic like all those other pieces of shit discords. It is a great community of guys that love PGA DFS, root for each other, and share news and uh, celebrate each other's wins. But most importantly is this thing right here. It's called the Rosetta Stone. I make this for my classic contest, week-long contest, but I also do it for round three and round four showdown. This tells you everything you need to know. You don't have 20, 25 hours to be a sweaty bastard like me and go analyze every little detail about every little player and uh, uh, break down what every little advantage is and look at the right tools that the highest level players are looking at. Why don't I just fucking give it to you right here? This is the Rosetta Stone. This tells you everything you need to know that you can take in 15 or 30 minutes, pick the information you want out of it, and go run with it. I do this for classic. Round three, round four showdown. Come check it out. I'm just telling you. Come check it out. We're done. I don't give a shit. We're, we're doing just fine without you, but I, I want to grow the community. If you're an asshole, fuck off. I'll boot you anyways. Lastly, go give me a follow on Twitter. Always feel free to reach out to me. Uh, send me a DM. I will respond to it. I always get thoughtful uh, messages, uh, responses to your messages. I'll never blow you off. I don't take myself too seriously. Like so many of these days, I'm not like a content provider star, okay? I'll, I'll, I'll find time for you. Lastly, who are those guys who are great round three scores traditionally? The low price guys, six guys that I found that are low price that over their past 12 rounds have killed round threes. Who are those guys? Number one on the list, Keegan Bradley. That's right. That's what the stats say. Keegan is a tremendous round three score. So if you want guys that usually move on round three, which is a real thing because it's a mentality, right? It's a I, fuck it. I'm going after every pin. We're chasing today. That is a real mindset. Keegan Bradley, really good. Will Zalatoris, really good. JT Poston, really good. Tom Hoagie, really good. Adam Svensson, really good. And Scott Stallings, really good. So if you just want another thing to consider, which by the way, you wouldn't even need to know this. If you want to know what every single player is, it'll be on my stone tonight. I'm putting out from my discord, but that's just for them. Matter of fact, I got to run because I got to go make a video for them. Now you mother fathers. I hope you've enjoyed this show. I hope you kick ass tonight. Make sure to go check out my video where we break down the season long preview. I'll see you again tomorrow for both NFL and round four showdown. How the hell do I do this? I have no idea. But golf is here, you mother father.
Let's celebrate it. Let's have fun. Let's win some money. But most importantly, let's enjoy this outro. (laughs) 